Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful song that was. I don't think I've ever heard that song. What a beautiful song it was. Amen. Well, it's good to be here once again on tonight. Always good to be in church uh, once again. And it was a blessing uh, to see Miss Y'all's here on this morning and uh, different ones. What a blessing it is uh, to see uh, God. He's uh, working in the midst of our church. We have some that are hurting, and uh, we're seeing God move. And uh, I love seeing God move. I do. And it was a blessing last night. We had a storm that passed through. How many of y'all uh, have seen the storm that went through last night? Some people's electric went off. And man, it, it just came upon. I walked out to the back door of our house. And uh, man, that wind just picked up. And it uh, almost swept me off my feet. And you're thinking, man, that 300-pound guy. And uh, it was a storm, man. And, uh, but I tell you what, it was a blessing to feel that breeze just, uh, blow through my hair, whatever hair I got left. And, uh, but I tell you what, that's how it is with God. Uh, I love when God, you see him move and seeing him work and, uh, in people's lives. I tell you what, I love being part of that. But tonight I want you to get your Bibles, Romans chapter number eight, Romans chapter number eight, uh, and verses number 25. We're going to read a couple verses here. Um, uh, and, and I'll be in Psalms and the book of uh, Philippians on tonight. Uh, pray for me. Uh, Brother Hoots, he called me and uh, wanted me to uh, be able to fill the pulpit tonight. And I am always uh, very thankful to be able to uh, be a help to him in any way. And I always tell him in my text, whatever you need me at, if it's teaching Sunday school class, uh, if it's just wiping down the, uh, the commodes back there, that's what I'll do. Now, honey, I ain't gonna do that at home, okay? But no, uh, I will I'll do it for Brother Hoots, but I'll do it for you as well, amen? Uh, but tonight we're gonna talk about being hopeful. I believe, uh, tonight as you're turning there, that is something that I believe is missing so much in our day and ages, uh, being hopeful. And, uh, the Bible speaks about the word hope, hopeful, in, uh, uh, and we see it uh, all throughout Scripture from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. We see the word hopeful over and over again. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. And I hope when you leave, man, I think uh, each and every one of us, we ought to be hopeful in our hearts, in our minds, and uh, in our Christianity. But I want you to see here in the book of uh, Romans, uh, chapter number 8, we'll read this one first. Romans chapter number 8 and verses number 24. Uh, and we see this, we see, For we are saved uh, by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we have patience wait for it. I want you to see that verse number 25 there. Hold your place there. I want you to go to the book of Psalms, uh, chapter number 62. Psalms chapter number 62 and verse number 1. It says, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. Verse number 1. From Him cometh my salvation. Can I hear amen? He only is my rock. Uh, and my salvation, he is my defense. I shall be, uh, n- uh, shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing uh, wall shall ye be, and as a, t- uh, a tottering fence. 
They only, verse number 4, consult to cast him down from his excellency, and uh, they delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly, Salah. Verse number 5, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Now notice that. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. I want you to go to the book of uh, Philippians. Philippians chapter number 1 and verses number 20. See, Paul is writing to the Philippians uh, from uh, prison here. He says, according to my earnest expectation and my what? Hope. That in nothing I shall be ashamed. But that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. We read this verse over and over, memorize it, verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now I want to ask you a question tonight. Is dying gain to you? I am for health. I'm for eating right. But I believe we've come to a place that we've gotten so many churches that we're trying to see if we can eat right better. Or I don't know if that makes any sense or not. But if we can eat right, we are uh, uh, making sure we're exercising, and that is good. But much uh, exercise profits little. But notice this, we're getting into a place where health is almost its own religion. We're coming to a place in America where people are afraid to die. Now, I'm not trying to get on the next train to go on to be with the Lord, but if that is the case, then that is the case. And I want to be ready right now. There is nothing here on this earth that I want to live for other than just giving glory back to my Heavenly Father. And that is by raising a family, by loving my wife, my children, by uh, serving the Lord. I am for giving the gospel out. I am for uh, uh, making the main thing the main thing. And uh, our health and uh, wealth, prosperity, preaching, and all the things that's going on in our churches, man, we're forgetting the thing of hope. And I believe today and tonight that hope is something that we have lost in so many places. And I hope and pray that you can stay with me on tonight. If you look at the dictionary... And you look up the word, uh, for instance, optimistic. The word optimistic uh, mystic is the act of, uh, uh, in a particular case, of looking for and expecting a favorable outcome. A person like this we call an optimist. And the opposite of optimism is pessimism. Which is always expecting the worst in any given situation. How many of y'all know of a, a pessimistic type of person? Man, we all do. They'll say, man, you wake up in the morning, oh, it's going to rain today. Man, it's sunny outside. Oh, uh, man, it's going to be a tough day. I don't know if I'd want to get a job there. It's going to be tough work. Uh, you're going to be able to, the boss is going to do this and do that. And man, uh, they're always just so, so negative. 
I was thinking about a little boy. He went outside and he got a little bat and ball. And he uh, grabbed that ball and he said, Dad, Mom, watch this. And he tossed it up in there and he swung and he missed. He said, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the greatest hitter the world has ever seen. He said, okay, son. He grabbed the ball again. And he threw up in there. Boom! And he struck two. The little boy said, no, I'm going to be the greatest batter that's ever lived upon the earth. He threw that ball up the third time. He swung and he missed again. Struck three. He looked and he said, maybe I'm going to be the greatest pitcher in the world. They was doing a test. Uh, they was wanting to know, they was wanting to get a boy that's optimistic. And then they was wanting to get a boy that was, uh, uh, pessimistic and uh, they was wanting to put them together. They put the first one in the room with a bunch of toys where he could, uh, play and, uh, they put the other boy that was optimistic, they put him in a room full of manure. Horse manure, two to three feet deep. And the first boy that was, uh, uh, he was, uh, he went in that room and he wouldn't touch a toy and they couldn't believe it. They took their notes and, uh, they just watched him for a while and then they looked at the optimistic boy and he was in there. He was digging away. He was going around the room and he just kept on working and they was like, man, that boy is in a load of manure. And the other boys and clean and the toys everywhere that the eye could see, the best of toys, but yet he wouldn't even play. He stood there with a frown on his face. They went in the room. They said, son, why didn't you play with any of the toys? And he said this. He said, man, I was afraid to break them. And if I broke them, I felt, uh, I was afraid how sad I would get. And so I didn't touch no toy. And, they just, they marked it down. They was like, yeah, that's what we thought it would be. And they looked over in the window of the other door and that boy is still digging. He's going crazy. And they said, they opened the door. They said, son, what are you doing? And without a reply, he said, hey, if there is this much horse manure in this room, there's got to be a pony somewhere. You know, I, I want to be a little bit optimistic. Another word expressing the truth is the word hopeful. Optimistic is not a Bible word. But hopeful is. Now, uh, tonight I believe that each and every one of us, we're trying to live a Christian life and we're hopeful for a better home. We anticipate a successful relationship with our friends and family, and especially a place that's uh, called heaven that will be there when we die. And you know, pessimism is uh, something that has no place in the Christian life. But yet, there's churches everywhere. There's pastors everywhere. They're uh, pessimistic people. They're uh, they're always negative about the things of God. They're always wondering, well, God can't do it anymore. You know, mission commitments tonight are not made because we fear what might happen next year. Buildings that we're getting ready to build. 
It can't be built on negative, on pessimism, uh, people that, that don't, just don't see God can do it. God can do it here in New Caney. God can do it with just you people. God can do it. Because we're optimistic, but yet we're hopeful because we, we have a book that tells us that our God can. Our God can do anything. And that gives me hope in life. That gives me hope that I can keep moving on as a man, as a Christian, as a servant of the King. I praise God that there's still hope that's in America. And what America needs is some Christians that have hope. Is our God still able? With all the negativity, with all the things that's going on, uh, me and my family, we uh, won't be back at Target we won't be back at a lot of these places, but really we never was anyway. I love the thrift stores. Man, praise God. Thank you for the hallelujah back there. I never was there anyway, but I ain't going to step foot in those type of places. They're putting devil mannequins in these different places. It amazes me how far we're getting to. But let me tell you something. I'm not a discouraged preacher. I'm not a discouraged Christian. Hey, I want to go ahead and be optimistic. I want to be hopeful. I want to make sure that I'm serving the King because I know even in the midst of this troubled life, God is still good. God is still feeding my family. God is still feeding us here uh, tonight. We still have, uh, we can still sing praises about our Heavenly Father. And I'm telling you, we got to be expectant. We got to be hopeful people who are always looking for the return of our Lord. Since optimism is not in the Bible, tonight we're going to look at the word hope. We're going to look at the word hope and we're going to get down to it. And our hope tonight is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ. From this great book, number one, the place of hope. If this, we are considering the object or the person of our hope, and this, the place of our hope, and oftentimes people, uh, uh, when we ask a person if he or she is saved, his answer most of the time, if you ask that question, it's always yes. Unless they're a Buddhist or a devil worshiper. The answer always, 100%, most of the time, it's always yes. Then you follow up with the question, what is the basis of your hope? And then they always come to the place, they say, well, I have uh, hope because of where I go to church. They place their hope in their good parents, their profession that they made that they don't even remember, their baptism, their good works. I talked to a boy yesterday, or uh, actually Friday, yesterday was Saturday, and I asked him, I said, are you born again? Are you saved? He said, oh, I'm a Christian. And I didn't want to embarrass him. I said, well, I said, I appreciate that word Christian. It's a Bible word. Uh, They were called Christians first at Antioch. I said, I appreciate that, but I said, was there ever time? He said, wait, I've been baptized. And I said, man, that's great too. I've been baptized. 
I said, have you ever been saved? Have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? And man, he just went blank. He got a little upset. He said, I just don't want to talk about it. And I said, no, you don't have to talk about it. That's fine. I was just asking you a simple question. And uh, it got too personal. But yet, he, I watched him as he was thinking about it. Uh, uh, as I passed by him again, he was thinking about it. And he was like, what, what, what? You, you seems like you always have hope, is the word he used. And I said, yeah, I do have hope. And I got to tell him, Brother Hoots, I said, my hope was found when I was a 12-year-old boy back in Kentucky in a little log cabin on my little uh, twin bed with my feet hanging off the side. I asked Jesus Christ to come in my heart to save me. And I said, in that little log cabin, I bent my knee down to Almighty God. I knew I couldn't save myself. I knew I was a sinner and I was lost on my way to the devil's hell. And I asked Jesus Christ, Lord, will you please just save me? I can't live like this any longer. Lord, if I die right now, I'm, I'm splitting hell wide open. And Lord, I need you. And I'm going to tell you something. In that little midst of that room, there's a peace that come, came over my heart. And that boy, he was looking at me and... I looked at him and I told him, I said, that's exactly what you need. I said, that's just how you get to heaven. Anybody gets to heaven. And he's like, man, I'd love to believe you. But he said, I just, man, uh, the only thing I see in you is, man, you're always got hope in your life. You're always coming here and you're happy. You've got joy in your life. And I told him, I said, brother, I go through a lot of hard things all the time. I have down settings. I have uh, times of uh, hurts and uh, pain. I have all the same things that everybody else goes through. But a Christian, we have something that people see, and that is hope. And this what the world needs, if you'll listen to me tonight. What the world needs, yes, they need the King James Bible, yes. But one thing about it, we need to make sure that we're reading our King James Bibles and making sure that we have the hope that's within this book. That's what Jesus Christ gave us, was hope. Each and every person in this room, you ought to have the hope that's from God Almighty, the hope that's within you. You know, where is the hope of the believers? You know, people are struggling everywhere. Where is that hope? It makes me think of people struggling... There was a dog, uh, and uh, they had a sign up in the neighborhood how this uh, poor dog, man, he was lost. And the owners, they was wanting to pay a, a, a fee, I think it was $100 to find this dog. And it had a description on it. And he said, yes. The sign said he's got three legs. He's blinded one eye. And he's missing his right ear. His tail has been broken off. He was neutered accidentally by a fence. And he's almost deaf. And he answers to the name Lucky. (laughs) I'm telling you, poor dog. I think his luck probably ran out, amen? (laughs) And maybe you feel the same way tonight. 
Maybe you feel like your luck's been uh, ran out. You feel pretty, pretty tired. You've had some things hit you in life. Seems like, man, it's hard to put a smile on your face. Sometimes it is. I wonder tonight, do you have a little bit of hope in you? The hope that I can't give you tonight, or Brother Hoots can't give you. Man, I wish I could. I wish I could throw out a fairy dust. And no, I don't watch all the fairies and stuff. They'd be kind of girly. But I wish I could. I I wish I could throw it out and be able to give you hope. But I can't do it. Listen to me tonight. Jesus Christ is the only one that can give you hope. That hope is found in Him and Him alone. If you've got all the money in the world to be able to pay your bills, to be able to take care of your doctor bills, to be able to have a good life, a big house, a fancy car, that would not give you the hope that we're talking about tonight. The hope that's within. This hope, the place of hope, we see it through the testimony of David. And David, he talks about hope. I want you to go to Psalms chapter 39, verse number 7. Psalms chapter 39, verse number 7. The Bible says, And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in Thee. David, he went through a pickle. David was always uh, going about people trying to kill him. And David always was, uh, people were after him, even Saul and uh, different enemies. They were always after David. But yet David had hope. And his hope was found in no other than the Lord. Where is your hope at today? Some of you men, are you, uh, you got your hope in your back? You know, sometimes us strong men, we think we can do it ourselves. We can uh, pay the bills. We can raise a family. I'm going to tell you something. I know of men right now uh, where their wives have been sick, and yet they uh, uh, they call me each and every day, and I counsel with them, and they tell me, they just say, man, we just cannot bear it. And I keep, I keep telling them, you're going in your own strength. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. You can't do it. God has to be our strength uh, tonight. We are we just weak vessels, but if we will uh, go to God and ask God for our strength, God is our hope. God is our hope tonight. The testimony, uh, testimony of David. David said, I man, I trust in thee. Oh God, I, I can't do with anything without you. You look in uh, chapter 37 and you go through it, all these different chapters of what David said. And David needed... The Lord God Almighty. We see the testimony of David. Then we see uh, what Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians. Turn there real quickly. We see what David said. Now we see what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. I love hearing those Bible pages turn. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verses number 13. Chapter 15 verses number 13. Notice what the Bible says. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God. 
Because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up. If so be that, the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. How awful that would be. How awful it would be. I mean, I would just drive myself crazy knowing that I've, I woke up and I, I, uh, my uh, mom, she birthed me and I've got to live these 41 years and I don't have nothing to show for it. What's my eternity going to be like? Am I going down into the ground and they're going to dig that hole six foot deep and they're going to put me there and I'm going to rot away and that is it? That's the end of Jake Tucker. That's the end of my life. What was the reason for me to even live? I gave my life to church. I gave my life and studying this great book. Is that it? If Christ be not risen, our faith is in vain. We might as well get in our cars tonight and go on home. We might as well do like the world and just flip on the television and drink the booze and do all that crazy stuff and worldly stuff because our faith is in vain. But wait a minute. It does not end there. Thank God. Thank God it says, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. It says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. And I love verse number 20. It says, but now is Christ risen. Our God lives. Our God, as Brother Hoot sings, our God reigns. Man, that puts a pep in my step. That gives me hope for victory. That gives me a home in heaven. Praise God, I'm thankful to be a Christian. It says this, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. That lets me know all the uh, my friends and family that have died on and gone on before. I'm thankful they put their trust in Jesus Christ. I'm thankful one day I'll get to see them in heaven. I'm thankful for uh, my wife's mom and dad and what a blessing they were and raising her and her uh, her brother. And man, they were great uh, 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 parents to them and great parents to me. They helped me a lot in life. He... Uh, when we first got married, he, he gave me the what to for. He said, that's my girl. I want you to do this and this and this. You always work hard. And I said, yes, sir. But one day we'll get to see them again. When I get to heaven, I don't know what I'll do. As they open up the gates, I'll rush in and I'm going to probably hug my grandpa. I'm going to see Danny and Viola. Tracy's parents. I'm going to see different ones. I want to talk to Moses. I want to see Peter. I want to see old Methuselah. I want to see how really how old he is. I want to grab his beard and make him sneeze. Now I'm going to find the next donut. Amen. <laughs> no, I'm going to go up to the throne. Get to see Jesus and see all the angelic hosts that's all the way around. 
You know, our eyes, it'd be hard to imagine we do this. Man, can you imagine that? One day it's going to be a reality. That hope is, should be inside of you because of what uh, the Bible says and what Jesus said. Hey, that hope ought to be in you tonight. The hope, Paul, he says, he says here, man, but now as Christ, he is risen. We see the truth of the Scriptures. You know, you think about what the Scriptures uh, say regarding hope. I want you to go to the book of Colossians, chapter number 1, verse 27. When you see me sweat like this, I'm almost done. Amen. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 27. This is to uh, whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter number 1. Just a few pages over. 1 Timothy chapter number 1 and verses number 1. The Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our... What? Hope. Guys, look at me. Our hope tonight is in Jesus Christ. We don't have to look no farther. Our hope is in Him. We don't have to look no farther. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Uh, man, our Savior, our King, our Lord. Hey, He is the one that we can stand just like David did, just like Paul did. We can stand here today and have hope within ourselves because of Jesus Christ. It's not Buddha. It's not Allah. It's not John Calvin. It's not the Pope. It's not the Catholic Church. It's not the Jehovah's Witness. It's not the 144,000. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Think about that name. That glorious name. Jesus Christ. Let's all say His name together. Jesus Christ. Jesus. There has not been a name like that ever. Jesus. We think about that little song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We sing all those little songs, and man, we do it as adults. It's all about Jesus Christ. He is our hope. He is our hope tonight. Our hope. I want you to think about something. Does any of you all know these names? I wrote them down. Raise your hand if you know them. I didn't know any of these. Shamia. No. Shaphate. Don't ring a bell. Probably not pronounce it right. Igal. I-G-A-L. No. Palti. Might as well be Palti. Gail, Gadiel, Gaddy, Amiel, Suther, 
I'm going to try to say this one. Nobby, N-A-H-B-I. Nobody in this room knew those ten names. Those ten names are found in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, verses 14. Those right there gives a list where the ten spies that went into the land of Canaan, their names are forgotten, ain't they? They didn't have, they had a, they gave a negative report. They were not hopeful. Did God say that he would give the land of Canaan to the people? He did, didn't he? They didn't believe. What about the names Joshua and Caleb? Everybody, we all know that. You know, people are still... Is there any Joshua and Caleb's in here? Oh, yay, Caleb! Anybody else? Joshua. Josh? We got Josh? There's still people naming... Oh, okay, amen. There's still people that still today's age... That's still being named Caleb and Joshua. You know why? Is those were the two that had hope. Those were the two that were positive. Those were the two that believed God. Those were the two out of the twelve. Those were the two in front of all the people. They said that God can do it. The other ten said no. I don't know man. Those guys are big. Those guys are strong. They're fence cities. I'm a little bit scared. And there, man, there's tigers in there, man. Uh, man, I'm just a little bit nervous going into Canaan land. Yes, I know that God said that we could go. But yet, these two men, Caleb and Joshua, said we believe. Tonight, we still name our children by the names of Joshua and Caleb. The purpose of our hope Hope is probably one of life's greatest benefits. A life without hope is no life at all. If you're in here this room, if you're here this uh, uh, tonight and you don't have no hope, I'm going to tell you something, you don't have no life at all. You're going to be miserable, you're going to be discouraged because that hope has to get inside of you in this 2023. You've got to have it because everything that you see, everything that we do, everything this world has the offer that's just throwing at our necks, we have to have the hope that's with inside of us. And that only comes through Jesus Christ. What does hope do? It's hope, it, uh, a, purpose, a purpose of hope. Man, it helps us in times of uh, need where it comforts us in times of trouble man we see the psalmist he goes through so much trouble this is what causes sick folk to be able to endure i forget what the uh the uh, ratio is of of a sick uh people going into the hospital if they go in there and they have the same problems and the same sickness if one of them is a little bit optimistic or hopeful a lot of times that's a healer in itself But tonight, we need some people to be hopeful because there's troubled times that come. This is what helps a sick folk in the hospitals to be able, to be able to endure. This motivates the soldier on the battlefield 
for the freedom of our country and the freedom of our land. That's why they, those soldiers, the Marines and the uh, Air Force and the Army and different uh, sections, the Navy, they go out and fight for our freedoms. They believe in freedom. And they bleed red, white, and blue. What motivates them? It motivates them to see that there's hope can be on America. What about our missionaries? Why do they go to this foreign land and get malaria and do all these things because there's a little bit of hope inside of them? It's about Jesus Christ and Him alone. And they plug away uh, day after day in a foreign land all because they got a little bit of hope from above. You know, hope develops our uh, character. Hope, we see it over and over. When a pastor or a missionary in his service, it's his trust in the Almighty uh, God. I want you to go to the book of Romans real quick and I'm almost right at finished. One more thing and I'm done. Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5 and verses number 2. The Bible says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Hope develops other Christian traits within the believer's life. Hope is something that we can trust in. Hope is something they said during COVID that churches were non-essential. But the Bible and Jesus Christ is the only thing in this life that gives them hope. Anybody hope. Church is essential. Church is essential for everybody in here. From big and little, from old to young. It's essential because this is, every time Brother Hoots preaches or uh, whatever they teach in Sunday school, it tells us of hope. And hope is something that you children, y'all need. You young people, that's what you need because it will keep moving you further in life. The little thing that's called hope. As a piano player gets ready for a song, I'm going to ask Brother Hoots. As he comes, I'm going to end it there tonight. This thing called hope. Do you tonight, as we stand to our feet, every head bowed, eyes closed, as he comes, and he might, he might be singing, I ask you this question, and don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed uh, because we've all, we've all been there. Do you have that hope that's within you? If you don't, number one, you might need to be saved. You might need to just get out of the pew. Man, come up here and get saved, born again. There's going to be people up here. They're going to follow behind you. They're going to be praying for you. They're going to help you. Brother Hoots, I guarantee he'll walk out of this pulpit to get right by your side. All you got to do is point to him. Pastor, I need you to, I want to talk to you. He'd love to talk to you. Some of you might be here tonight and you might be born again. 
And you've lost that hope, that joy. Won't you come and get it back tonight? You might need to start reading your Bible more. You might need to get your relationship back with Christ because you've drifted. And just get back. I was at the altar this morning. Uh, man, it doesn't matter. I was at the altar this morning just, man, just clearing up some things in my life. Brother Hoots hit on things this morning. Uh, I appreciate you hitting on things, Brother Hoots. That, that doesn't bother me. I want to get better. Amen. And if uh, your sermons drive me to the altar, I praise the Lord for that. Amen. So don't ever uh, get discouraged and think, well, I don't need to go to the altar. People are watching me. Don't worry about that. Get your hope back. Get your joy back. Because life is short. Brother Hoots, if you will.